Instagram, boys and girls, friends. welcome to an episode of Tommy Talk. My name is Juan, this is my trickle partner, Anthony. This is a judo podcast for judo players by two judo players. So as you can see, we're a secure, non-disclosed location called... Hollywood Judo. <laughs> yeah, we're actually doing this podcast today from Hollywood Judo because we had a tournament today here at our here at our dojo. It was a three scrum tournament between... Three, three club. Three club, three yeah. club between Hollywood, Sawtell, and Gold's Judo. Now, it's the second one we've done. So in this episode, we're actually gonna do an interview segment with Gary Goltz, the head instructor of, uh, of Gold's Judo. Judo, Philippe Morote, the head instructor of Hollywood, Hollywood. Judo, and then we're gonna do it with Jerry. Jerry, who's uh, another, one of the head senseis in uh, Sawtell, who's Kenji, a sensei Kenji Osui, who couldn't make it today. Yeah, so we actually talked to him about it. So. First thing, let's get to the news in judo. So, as a lot of you might know, uh, Russia and Ukraine are having a dispute right now. You have light way of putting it. I don't know how how, how do you want to put I'll it. Just, they're at war. Just okay, they're, they're at war. I, I wanted to get around and stuff, but they're at war right now. So there's actually a lot of news because of this that we have to go through. I know some people might not want to hear about it because oh, I'm tired about hearing about the war. But this stuff is that affects judo directly. So the first thing that happened is that when Russia went into Ukraine, the IGF uh, put a statement out the next day saying that the IGF is now um, suspending, not revoking, suspending uh, Vladimir Putin's position as being honorary president of the IGF, honorary president, and ambassador to the IGF in, for judo. Because everybody knows out there, if you know about Vladimir Putin, that he loves judo. He's you know? a in the Russian Judo Federation, he's an eighth-degree black belt. Yeah, he loves Judo, he demonstrates all the time, so he really supports Judo, and he supports Judo in Russia. So what the IGF did, like their own sanctions, pretty much, is to remove him as, as honorary president, which I didn't know he was honorary president. I knew that he was an ambassador, because if you look at the um, United Judo Fund, I think it is, uh-huh. it's run by the Russian, it's run by a Russian organization, I believe, don't quote me on this, I believe that they are. But I've always thought it was weird that their symbol is the judo, the judo flower, the sakura. But the in the middle is the Russian flag, and most people don't oh. notice that when you first look at it. But I've always, I just, I've always noticed it to me. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. It has the Russian flag right there. Yeah, it's, I never knew that. I'm gonna go home and take a look. Yeah, look yeah. at it. And watch, I just changed it right now. Like, oh, I gotta get rid of that. So that's what happened. But before I continue, I'm wearing a mask because al- <laughs> I'm getting really bad allergies in the middle. So if you. Look at the interviews in the later segments. Was, he's going to be doing most of the talking because I'm trying not to sneeze the entire time. But As I always do. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just take over stuff. Just so if I'm sniffling, uh, excuse me. Yeah, so the IJF removed him. A lot of people were mad about the sanctions weren't hard enough. Some people were like, why is he just being suspended? When as soon as they pull out, is he going to be, again, honorary president? Yeah. A lot of countries, a lot of judo players were saying that he should be removed, fully removed, and not be allowed to be an honorary president. But IJF is doing this for now. There's still, I mean, there's still politics involved, and we know, like, the up echelon, there's a lot of money and uh, gray area stuff happening so let's just <laughs> like we we just know there's more to it we're probably. doing something but we're not doing something at the same yeah. time it's one of those things so, so interest involved yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing that came out right afterwards is that actually the kazan grand grand kazan that how you say it kazan 
Yeah, Kazan. The Kazan uh, Grand Slam that was supposed to be happening in May uh, from the 20th, 20th to the 22nd, that was a Russian Grand Slam tournament, has been canceled. Yep. Been fully canceled. Uh, no one is sending their players to Russia right now. So the Kazan Grand Slam has been suspended. So anyone that was planning to go there or was thinking about getting points there now, again, have to change your thing because like we talked about last time, Dusseldorf. Yeah, they were having like back-to-back tournaments every other week or every week trying to catch up on points. Now yeah. it's like, okay, now that's ruined. How's that going to work, right? Yeah, because now you're losing Dusseldorf and now you're going to lose this one also, the Russian tournament. And the next one too, right? Uh, that's, yeah, because um, yeah, it was supposed to be, because we had um, in April, it's going to be the Turkish Grand Slam. Uh-huh. And then May was going to be Kazakhstan, was going to be Russia. And then the month after that, that was supposed to be Dusseldorf. That was going to be in June, okay? We're still having the Mongolian one, as far as I know. I haven't heard anything about the Mongolian one getting canceled. But what also is being canceled, that's what was supposed to happen in March, because of what's happening right now with the war in Russia and Ukraine, um, the Georgian tournament. And uh, how do you say that name right there? Tbilisi. Tbilisi tournament. That's actually where one of our members are from. Is he from Tbilisi? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, cool. His hometown. Hey, shout out right there for Tbilisi. Uh, Because of the wars happening right now, Tbilisi has been, I don't know if they've chosen themselves or IGF or what decided that. We're not going to hold a tournament right now. Because it was, again, supposed to happen right now in March. Now, I don't know if because people don't want to send their players there. Well, Georgia is bordering Russia yeah. and, and Ukraine and stuff, so it's kind of like... Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's more about people's safety, that they don't want to send people out there in case something happens. Okay, it'll know? be crazy if we start to see a Grand Prix or Grand Slam in America. Or, <laughs> we might get one or, in or in Australia or New Zealand, where it's far away from Europe because tensions are so high right now. Yeah. We're concerned about safety. We need a Mexico Grand Slam, a U.S. Grand Slam, a yeah. Canadian Grand Slam. Why not? <laughs> Bring them here. I mean, uh, the Japanese airline, ANA, they uh-huh. actually canceled all flights, all routes to Europe. Oh, not, not all to Europe To itself. Europe in general. Because oh, they're wow. afraid they're afraid of like, you know, like what happened when last time. When you're flying over, you make a Russia, shot at. Russia actually accidentally shot down, well, yeah. allegedly. Supposedly. Allegedly. We don't shot, <laughs> shot down a passenger airline last yeah. time. There was a. On accident. Con- they thought it yeah, was. Yeah, there was a conflict. Well, in allegedly, Ukraine. they thought it was something else. So I guess like they're, they're being careful. So they cancel yeah. all flights to Europe. So. Yeah. So. I, yeah. The Georgian tournament, again, you had a thing like one of our players, actually, Isaiah, one of the guys that's on the U.S. national yeah. team for us was planning to go to this tournament and he can't go now, so he has to plan to go to another tournament instead. Yep. Which, um... In Africa? Yeah, I think he was going to go to the African tournament. I don't have the date on that one right here. I don't have it yeah. listed. But his plan was to go to the African one now, which other people are probably going to have to go to now also. But yeah, so we... The Russian tournament got canceled. The Georgian tournament is being suspended. It's going to be moved to another time. They don't know when yet, when it's going to happen. I'm thinking that they might switch it with the Russian tournament. Or what Dusseldorf was supposed to happen, because those two tournaments were supposed to happen in um, May and June. So, yeah, switch it to May or June. But yeah. it all depends on tensions, what happens. If the war is still going on, they still not want to they still might not want to send people out there. The whole reason why they don't want to send people to Russia right now. All right. I mean, Canada has already held a Grand Slam, though the attendance wasn't high, so it wouldn't be too crazy of an idea to hold another Grand Slam in Canada. Why not? Bring one in North America, like or I said. Or what they might do is... Uh, promote a lot of Grand Prix in upcoming uh, tournaments into a Grand Slam so they're worth more points. Yeah. So uh, we'll see, time will tell. Yeah. So that's judo update right now about the news in judo. Things getting canceled, things getting changed. Vladimir Putin being, being taken off as an honorary president. Uh, now onto some lighter. Was there anything else that I, in the news that I'm forgetting? 
No, this, no, I think that was it. Yeah. That's big news in general. big news. Okay, so like we're saying, so today our dojo had um, Crosstown Tournament. We invited three other dojos to come over. This is our second time having it. And today we had 31 matches. Yeah, 31, well, more than that, because we had a, ex- <laughs> a lot so of exhibition matches. People were happy. To, yeah, it was supposed to be uh, little, like, three-man brackets. You fight two guys. Not, not isn't, like, four um, points. Well, it's four points. It's, like, little self points and stuff. Like, whatever JoJo does the best and stuff. But it's supposed to be, like, little fun scrimmage. You get used to competing with somebody different in a tournament setting with people watching you. You get a little bit of pressure on you. So it's the second time we've had it. We had, it was scheduled for 31 matches, was our originally scheduled, and we did 31 matches in 55 minutes. Yeah, it was fast. We, we say it's an hour, but literally it was like 50, 55 minutes, because yeah. it was just some fast matches. People were going in 30 seconds, one minute, finishing matches, because I don't, it was pressure, but not too much pressure. Some people weren't going as hard as they normally would go to a tournament, yeah. I thought, watching it. Yeah. Um, what we also did today is that for the first time, you might have seen it on our thing, but we actually uh, live streamed it on Twitch. Yep. So if you got a chance to watch it, let us know how it streamed, if it worked for you, if it didn't work for you, a lot of buffering, if you guys are confused about stuff, you didn't see stuff. Oh, that's one thing if you guys are confused about. So we did an old school thing today where we had a red side and a white side. I know yep. most people are used to white and blue. Yep. And they're like, what is this red side thing? And why are people wearing red belts over it, their belts? Yeah, if you watch Kodakon, uh, or some of the Japanese tournaments, they actually have red and white still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the reason that is because that's the original way of doing it. Remember, blue geese only came into fashion in the 80s, early 90s? Yeah, well, uh, Anton Giesink. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he was wearing it back in like the 60s, I believe. Yeah. He was wearing it. But it didn't come popular and become an IGF thing until, I want to say late 80s, but I don't know off the top of my head. I know definitely by the 90s, that's when it started coming to yeah. play. But before that, both sides wore white geese, and one person wore a red belt on over their black belt yep. usually, and the other person just wore their black belt. Or they had a black belt with a white belt on top of it. Very confusing sometimes, yeah. which also confused people today. <laughs> For those of you who are in the California area, um, you will remember back in the day before COVID, uh, they held a Kohaku tournament every year. Mm-hmm. And in Japan, they have a Kohaku tournament too, and a Kodokan is a monthly one. Yeah. And Kohaku literally means red-white. The red white belt tournament. Yeah. So and that's, that's why, if, little side note there, that's why if you see them at tournaments, why are you coughing all over the place? Sorry. I have my mask off. This guy's coughing all over me here. And this is actually our first time being together doing this since our Yeah, first we're podcast. actually on Tatami to talk to this. Yeah, Tatami to talk. This is what Tatami talk was meant to be, pretty much. Two guys casually talking. But yeah, if you go to Kohaku, you're going to see them put up that weird banner thing that's the red and white stripes. Yeah. That's what it's for. Kohaku is supposed to be red and white. And also, if you're Japanese and you watch that uh, red and white <laughs> performance for our New Year's every yeah. year, too. <laughs> yep. Sorry, my throat. Normally I have tea or something with me, but I got soda today. <laughs> Actually, I lied. I don't have a soda with me anyways. <laughs> but that was kind of interesting we did that today. Um, in the end, what was the... Now, this is just me blowing two to my own Hollywood judo horn. What was the scores in the end? 15... Hollywood, I think it was 11 golds, and then uh, I don't remember what Sawtell was, but yeah. yeah. Yes, Hollywood, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But it was nice having people come over, practice, doing stuff, having to fight, live rounds and stuff. So what we did that we wanted to do last time, but we changed it up and we actually did it this time, surprisingly, is we actually got to interview Gary Goltz about this, Sensei Philippe about this, and Jerry 
about this, about how this came about, how they brought this together. Was it tough to bring people into it? Were they confused about it when he first, when Philippe brought this up to him first? And just what were their thoughts on it? Does this work for you? What do you think about this? Yeah. The basic things. Yeah. Is that it? That's that, that good intro right there? Yeah. All right. So without any further ado, let's get to the interview. Hey, everybody. My name is Juan. This is Anthony. We're here interviewing Gary Gold, head of Gary Gold's Judo. Now, today we had a, a three-tournament scrimmage where we had Gold's Judo versus Hollywood Judo versus Sawtelle Judo. So, Mr. Gold, how did this come about? How did Sensei Fleet contact you about making this tournament? friends for, for decades, since I lived in California, since the 80s, and uh, he had this idea a couple months ago, put it together, it went so smooth, you know, if it worked once, it was all, all worth doing again, and now he wants to do a third one. Yeah, since if we tell you he wants to do like every three months, and this is pretty yeah. good because in California, we've had like really strict restrictions here, and we haven't had a lot of gym yeah. tournaments, so doing this, I think, really gets people's feet still wet, gets you still working and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. The, and, and, the, and the clubs involved are very traditional, strong, technical judo clubs, and, and, and it showed. I mean, if you watch the matches closely today, there were a lot of Yvonne throws and uh, some excellent, excellent uh, judo. You know, the technical kind of judo that uh, I grew up with. And, uh, you know, I think as a judo purist, that's, that's, it, that's what you want to see. You want to see people, you know, using uh, good, good technique and, uh, you know, lots of lots of aerial throws and lots of action. I mean, it, it just, it, it, it's what makes judo stand out from the other martial arts, in my opinion. Uh, it's great. Like, I know one thing we did today, since the last term we did was last year, technically, in November. Yep. So we had the old rules. Today was the first time we actually tried to enforce the new rules. What do you think of the new rules being enforced today? Do you, do you think the, the new rules aren't, aren't, aren't significantly changed. I mean, in fact, they're an improvement. You know, some of the gripping moves and some of the calls. Uh, you know, it, it, people have to understand what motivates uh, the IJF. And I learned this firsthand from my good friend Gary Takamoto, who was an Olympic, who is an Olympic referee, refereed in Rio. If, if, if judo is, a, especially for the IJF and Marcus Wieser, it's all about ratings. Ratings on TV. And I'll tell you what gets ratings on TV. Beautiful action judo. I mean, high throws, beautiful. I mean, you know, let's face it. You watch MMA, you watch BJJ. You know, a lot of their moves are on the ground, and they just don't have the pizzazz and the panache and the judo. The throw. The beautiful Sionagi, the beautiful uh, Uchimara Tomoinagi, you know, a foot sweep, a counter. I mean, you know, somebody's down at the end by, like, Oasari, and has, like, all these Shitos, and then last second of the golden score, they pull off a beautiful Iton. I mean, you know, it's phenomenal. Judo is exciting to watch, and, uh, and, and the IJF wants to uh, permeate that kind of judo. I mean, when when the rules started to change, it was during the time when the uh, IOC was looking at eliminating wrestling from uh, the Olympics. And the reason they said that was it's kind of boring, you know. And 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 Wieser, who's a very savvy guy, heard all this and he said we got to step up the game of judo so that we get more 
throws and we have more action and we have more uh, things that are going to bring ratings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I see Veezer as a guy who sits in the back room and watches a referee and, a, and some guy does a beautiful throw and the referee calls Mate and gives gives somebody a, a penalty and Veezer goes, get that guy off the air. I mean, you know, that, that's not, he just ruined our ratings, you know, beautiful throw, call any pun. Understand that mentality. That's the key to refereeing. I, I mean, you know, if it looks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, if it, if it falls like a duck, call it a beef mind. You know, don't don't start an Article Five of page fifty-six of the manual that, that he grabbed over here. You know, the penalties. A lot of people don't understand this, but you know, the penalties in judo are to encourage good judo. You know, yeah. A lot of times when a referee's given a penalty, they're actually coaching. You know, they're actually telling the player, you're not attacking enough. Mm -hmm. You're being too stiff. Yes. You know, it doesn't look good. It's not good judo. Get to work. Mm -hmm. Here's a warning to you. Okay. So, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's a positive uh, message that, that, you know, we want to we want to see the beautiful Epon throw. Good. Yeah, I agree with that because that's one thing that I love about judo. Hey, Robert. Great to see you. Thanks for bringing your guys. Yeah, may we look do this in Santa Clarita? I think we should start taking this out of the, uh, I agree. We we'll have, talk about that. We have two mats. They're a little yeah. smaller than the red, but we can do it up there. I, I, we, we can do it at my club, too, except I don't have access on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, have a safe trip. Anyhow, yeah, the positive judo is, is, you know, when you look at all the martial arts, you know, I mean, pawn and judo is, is still uh, like a, like, like just, it, it, it's the Mary Lou Redden moment, you know, it's, a, it's, it's what you want to see. And technically, you know, if you look at it in a very martial arts aspect, you know, if you threw somebody like some of these guys threw today in a street fight and you did it out there on the sidewalk and you landed on them with full impact, they aren't getting back up. No, <laughs> you know, it's 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 the kill shot. You know, it is. And, it, and it and it really is. And and you know, Kano is an infinite wisdom. You know, he did all these jujitsu styles, and he liked the throws. And, and you can see that judo is very much a throwing uh, favoritism martial art. You know, and and, and 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 really, I've done other martial arts. My kids have done other martial arts. You know, you could do judo for ten years and you still can't do a foot sweep correctly. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just something that happens, like almost like riding a bicycle. One day you wake up and suddenly it works. <laughs> you know, you go, hey, I've been practicing this for ten years and it finally you know, felt right. <laughs> just clicks after a while. But that's what I, you know. That's what I think frustrates people in judo. You know, because it takes so damn long to get uh, proficient at it, and and you you know, Rhonda just had a interview where she was talking about how uh, impactful judo is on the joints. And, you know, I hate to say this, but judo by far is the football of the martial arts. It's the roughest. I mean, it, 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 you, I mean, I can't tell you how many things I've had done. Two surgeries on this one, one surgery here, collarbone. You know, I hate to talk about it. It doesn't sell judo. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, in reality, judo prepares you. Bruce Lee understood that. I mean, Bruce Lee used to work with uh, my friend Gene LaBelle, and they would they would go at it and randori and everything and bruce actually came to the conclusion that there is no greater way to 
will practice your martial art than the Randori and Judo, which, you know, is the Shi'ai uh, that you see here. I mean, you know, you don't need padding, you don't need to wear mouth guards, you, know, you can go 100% all out, and, and at the end of the day, a Judo person has a certain level of a confidence, because they've actually done that. They, you know, they didn't yeah. go out and get in a real fight and know that they're, that they're Work. That what we yeah. do actually works. Yeah, exactly. It's practical fighting. Like our sh our Shiite, our Ronda stuff, it is real fighting. That's Absolutely. Something I, that's something I love about judo and grappling is that you can fight pretty much almost 100%. And you can yeah. walk away. You yeah, exactly. It works. Well, I mean, sometimes you get banged up, but I mean, you know, it could be a lot worse yeah. if you didn't know how to fall and if you weren't toughened up from all the uh, training you do. Now, let me ask you another thing. So, like, how we did this little grassroots uh, three club tournament, do you think about expanding this, like having more of these with other dojos and other schools? I think, I think, yes, of course. And I, you know, Philippe took the initiative, and you know, that's that's really, if you look at the the, the, the sheer essence of judo, you're out moving with an opponent, you're both in a stalemate, the clock's running down, somebody has to uh, decide, I'm going to do a 180 degree Thai sabaki and turn into a throw, which a lot of people in other martial arts would say, you're crazy, you're going to give the guy your back, yeah. You're gonna do all this, but you know, that's the that's the moment of truth in judo. And, and, and how's that translate in life? I've been, I've been a successful business person. I was the head of sales, and I started my own companies. I made a lot of money in business. And, but I'm telling you, being able to go up to the worst account that says I'll never use your company and say, Hey, will you give me a chance to have a meeting with you? Or, or going up to the, the prettiest girl in the class and saying, Would you go to the prom with me? Where does that come from? That takes determination. Gumption and the willingness to fail. You know, if you don't, in, in judo, the saying is fall down seven times, get up eight. You know, in judo, we learned it. Failure is the key to success. You know, without the without the ability to take a failure, you 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 you, you you're never gonna win. And my old friend who doesn't like me anymore, Anne Maria, one time said, and I agree with her emphatically. She said, you know, they gave us all these vaccinations for COVID and everything. Well, I'll tell you, in the judo, you get the vaccination against embarrassment. In judo, you're embarrassment. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you just you just go out there and do it. And you don't, you know, you're not affected by. Uh, a lot of uh, things that are on the surface that don't matter. You, you, you get out there and you do it, you know, and, you, and you take you take that risk. Yeah. And I think that's you know judo, judo people live life to the fullest. That's why you know like, after the tournament we're all out here having pizza. And I'm drinking a beer. I mean you know if you watched uh, the uh, Tom Cruise movie, The Last Samurai. You know they're, they're, when they were doing the uh, katana practice and everything, they were going, oh he's going to get knocked down, and they were laughing. And he, that's what judo guys do. Yeah. I mean, and judo women, you know, we, 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 we're able to joke around and roll with the punches. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Where, you know, Kano, in his infamous wisdom, again, said the goal of judo, Jiko no Kensai, which is perfection of the character. What's that really mean? You know, I've had long talks with my mentor and good friend, Hayward Nishioka, about this. And to me, what it means is Maslow's self-actualization, the highest, the highest level of where you're comfortable in your own skin. You know, people go, Gary, you like to talk too much, get the mic away from him, I laugh about it. You know, it's like, yeah, it's true. What do we want me to say? I mean, I know who I am. I know what my proclivities are. Does it stop me? No. You know, it just, so what? <laughs> you know, it, 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 
that's, I think, ultimately uh, where, where judo changes you. Like, comfortable in your own skin, able to laugh at yourself. I like that. I like that. I never thought of it that way. Like, yeah. yeah, it is more so even self confidence. And especially judo, like, it, we get thrown crazily away and we get back up, you know? Absolutely. What's that old saying? They, it's from a movie, uh, was it? Why do we fall down to learn how to get back up? Absolutely. And that's exactly how judo is. Well, actually, I, I, years ago, you know, as a sales guru, I went to a lot of sales guru seminars. And one of the ones I went to was uh, this guy, Tom Hopkins. He came in at a general's too, kind of like Patton. And, and one, one of the things, he, he had like all these uh, like uh, signs up around the room and one of them was the rule of 99. And when he got to it, he said, here's the rule of 99. It takes 99 uh, rejections or uh, no's to get to a yes. He said, so anytime somebody rejects you when you're when you're when you're pitching for a sale, thank them because they might be number ninety nine. <laughs> and, and you know, as soon as he said that, I said, that's that's judo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know, it is. you know, the next time I'm going to throw you with an neat pot. <laughs> I, I really agree with what you said because people don't know that every time you initiate an attack, you're always opening yourself up to counters, and that's. That, that, that's, that's the risk you take. That's life. Exactly. That, that, that is, that's the essence of life. You know, you got to take chances. I'm not saying to go skydiving, uh, you know, off, with no parachute. Yep. But, you know, definitely uh, taking, taking risks is all what judo's about. And here's my good friend. He's been my right-hand man in my judo club, O.J. Solar. And I'm going to tell you exactly what he's going to do. He's going to give me the hook and pull me off. And he's going to say, we got to leave and you're talking too much. Now today we had this little three club scrimmage between Hollywood, Sawtell, and uh, Gary Goldstojo. So Jerry, how is it when Philippe came up, came with the idea of listening to a three club scrimmage? How did he come at you with that? Exactly, but when he asked me, I said, we're all in. You're all in, like, it sounds great to me, I mean, let's do it. Felipe and I are good friends, and we talked about this beforehand, and then we said, let's do it. I said, okay, no problem. Yeah, we gathered up all our guys that were wanting to do this, uh -huh. and everybody was interested, and they jumped right in. This is our second time doing this, so we look forward to our third time. Yeah, I know some clubs in the area that I can invite. 
so. fantastic at a juniors one because now since our second seniors when we're doing it, and we always think it's going to take forever. Like I said, 31 matches sounds like that's going to be yeah, an all-day thing, yeah. but no, we blew through it. That's crazy. So what did you think of today's matches? Were you like impressed with today's bones, especially with the new rules changes? Because this is the first time we've competed with the rules changes since last year. It went pretty smooth as far as the the calling. There's a disparity between you know the beginners and the yeah. more advanced people, but uh, it's good experience for the beginners because you know, for some of them it's their first match. I think it's better because it's a more friendly environment. Yeah. It's not as intimidating. More intimate and, and for the Hollywood people. On their own. We couldn't train properly, and so there were no tournaments being organized. So I figured we do something like this: go back to the old club, club, team encounters, and that's a good way to start to kickstart things after the pandemic. And now everybody loves it. Um, I don't know if they come for the tournament for the pizza, but um, <laughs> that everybody loves it, and, and we're going to do it every three months here at Hollywood Judo. We're going to have uh, the same tournament. I wish we could invite more clubs, um, but we also we cannot pack in too many people in this building. So it's at maximum capacity now for three clubs, 
and also the teams are uh, constructed by uh, white belts all the way up to black belts, which makes it interesting, men and, and or women. Um, yeah, so that's how that came about. That's, okay. Yeah. So from our first time holding it back in November to now holding it, what are some of the big changes from the first time to the second time? Were there some improvements? Yeah, the first time was kind of an experiment, and, and we learned from that. The first time was very good. But this time we wanted to spice it up a little bit, so we, we brought back the old um, uh, concept of all the white keys. Before they had colored keys, so we had the white keys, and we had the red and white belt on the two contestants instead. So that was one thing. We also brought in a medic, because we didn't have a medic last time. Um, what else did we change? Not much. That, that was just about it. Now, with also one thing that we had to, we had to actually change, well not change, but just adapt to, is that the new rule set. Did you think the new rule sets really affected judo today? Did people like get them? Are people getting a lot of shido sport? What do you think of the new rules that's being implemented today? Yeah, well, they've been implementing new rules for the last 10 years and experimenting and changing, going back and forth. And I think it takes a little while before the competitors get used to the new rules. And they've been changing them so much, so some people don't even bother finding out what the new rules are. Yeah, that's true. good. That's good that we, <laughs> we, you know, point that out during training sessions. That now you can do this before you could do that. Now you cannot do this, and so on and so on. But it takes a while before it kicks in because you train hard to, for one training style and you build your techniques according to that style. And then all of a sudden something's taken away from you or changed. And you have to change your way of competing a little bit also. So it takes time. It takes time, yeah. Was it hard to actually find players? I know we're a big competition school, Hollywood. We love competition, we thrive on it. Was it hard to find people to come do the competitions at the smaller tournaments? I know like me personally, I only compete at big tournaments. I competed nationals and states pretty much now. Olympics? Oh yeah, you know, next one I'll be there mm. as a ref, maybe a judge. I'll be in the back getting water. I'm here, aren't I? Uh, <laughs> I believe it when I see it, yeah. Hey, when we're here in LA, I plan to try to help out already. He's gonna come with me and you're gonna come with me too. Well, was it hard to get people to come? Yes, but also because not everybody have been staying in shape during the pandemic. I mean, our dojo was closed for 14 months and we just, you know, we opened, when did we open? April? April, March, April. Yeah, yeah March, April, we opened of last year. So we're still struggling with the, the advanced classes, having people to come back. Um, but it's picking up also now, very, very new, last week, it's that we can train without masks. And a lot of people are coming back because of this, because they got tired of training with masks. It's tiring and it's it, it was boring for, for many and they didn't want to deal with it. But now we're fully operational like we were before the pandemic, so I expect more people to come back. Yeah. Now, so this is our second tournament. Is there anything you want to improve or change for for upcoming ones? Because you plan on doing this every three months yeah. or so. Yeah, what we'll do next time, because today we had 31 matches, and they went back by pretty fast. Yeah, we, yeah, uh, we, we talked about we that. We burned through this yeah. really quick. We did 31 matches in under an hour. Yeah. Under an hour. That's crazy. Also, because this time we only had one golden score. Yeah. And last time we had a lot of golden scores. That's right. I don't know why, but it just turned out that way. So I think next time what we'll do, when we're done all the matches, 
we can also start doing best of three instead of just one encounter between two players. You can do best of three. Then we drag it out even more. Yeah. That might double the time. Double the time. <laughs> yeah, the stamina requirement will be pretty yeah. intense. Yeah, well, since we're here anyway, it's like three hours on, on a Sunday afternoon. And, and why not, you know? It's a lot better than, than traveling far, weigh in in the morning and wait till 5 p.m. till you have your first match. This format is actually beneficial for everyone. And I think uh, what we'll do next time also that when the tournament, our tournament here is over, we'll do extra matches for people that just want to stay and practice competition. We just do extra matches mm -hmm. outside of our tournament for like half an hour or something. Something like that. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. It sounds fantastic. Yeah. All right, Anthony, is there anything you want to ask? Yeah, I mean, you asked it, everything about the, the gripping rules already, but uh, I, I think I don't, I'm good. You're good? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Since Philippe, is there anything you want to tell the audience about our, about our judo here at Hollywood, about our dojo? Yeah, uh, we're celebrating our 90th anniversary this year. This club's been around since 1932. It's a very special year for us. And we also have a new belt system that we implemented. We have a new, um, new classes, uh, beginners, adults, kids. Um, so the club is really doing well. Um, I'm very happy to be a part of this club. We'll try to be forever. I'm happy that you're here too. Thank you very I much. Appreciate thank it. you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, also, on Saturdays we have open randori here at Hollywood, and I've been invited lots of clubs over the years and tried to get players to come and do randori with us just for one hour Saturday, every Saturday from two to three p.m. If you're a minimum of a green belt and you belong to any of the three accepted judo organizations in the U.S., you can come and train with us. Uh, just one hour of randori every Saturday from 2 to 3. So that's an open invitation and something that we also do to strengthen the judo community, actually. I already had a few people come up to me and say, wow, your mats are so soft. Like, yeah. I'm going to start coming by on Saturdays. I like heard. people yeah. appreciate our mats, finally. Thank Good. you. They were expensive. They <laughs> yeah. better appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're not messing them up yeah. either. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, thank Sensei. You, thank you very much for everything you guys do for judo, for Hollywood judo. You know, with your, your tatami talk and with your teaching mm. of all our students. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. What great interviews were that, man. Did you expect that to happen? That was amazing. I was amazed by that. No, I'm yeah. joking. <laughs> I mean, we don't, we don't have, like, the perfect audio equipment. So there was people, like, right after the <laughs> tournament, they were really, like, running on adrenaline and socializing. They're like, man, that, that throw you did was awesome. Like, can you show me how to do it? So there was a lot of people talking in the back. Yeah. There's so. a lot of people talking back. Some of our own students are trying to clean up, and I appreciate them having to clean up. But I'm trying to talk right here <laughs> to somebody, and they're clanging chairs. I'm like, hey, give me some time. But Maybe I won't cut that out then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, no, no, please cut that out. Or I want there to be a secret ending, all right? You got to pay to see that one. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was very good interviews right there. Uh, Golt had a, had a lot to say. Golt has been around for a long time, knows a lot about judo, knows a lot about Southern California and all the federations. Yeah. Philippe brought out how he came up with the idea, and Jerry was just like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. So I thought some great little things to talk about right there. Yeah, so in the future, maybe we can invite them on to have a longer discussion and get their views on judo and mm -hmm. uh, how they Well, people would know about something Philippe Jerry did interview yeah. with him. We can yeah, do another interview with Philippe, maybe. Yeah, I'm talking about the other senseis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. 
All right. So is there anything else you have to uh, talk about? It? Yeah. That's it? Okay. So yeah, so this is a little short episode, people. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, check out our, um, we streamed it on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Tatami Talk, yeah. Oh shit, he did it on his own. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so yeah, check that out. We're going to try to do some of live stream stuff, try to do some things, have some fun with it. Um, like always, like, share, and subscribe. You can follow us at Tatami Talk on Instagram. You can follow us at Tatami Talk on YouTube. You want to send us any questions, you want us to go over things you want us to talk about, send us to TatamiTalk at gmail.com. You want to follow me, it is the Jerry underscore Juan. You can follow, follow Anthony, it is Anthony Throws. Both of those are on Instagram itself. Is that it? Yep. All right. You want to start it? You want to say it this time? We actually slapped the mat. You want to slap the mat? We're going to slap the mat. So, so don't, forget don't forget to, to slap the mat. mat.